I'm pulling out of the parking lot. We all know what that means. It's time for another drive to work. My daughter forgot her computer. I had to drop it off at school, but I'm now leaving her school, which is actually slightly farther away than my home, so you get a little extra, although I'm going to work today because Rachel had her internship. But anyway, I think you get slightly more content today. So today, um, so there's something that I've always loved about magic that I've always been very involved with, which I want to talk about uh, today, which is magic trivia. So I have, ever since I was a little kid, just been obsessed with trivia. I love trivia. Uh, I had books upon books upon books on trivia as a child. Um, and I would memorize just obscure facts of little like, like what wood was Pinocchio made out of? You know, stuff like that. Uh, pine, by the way. Um, so anyway, I obviously, once I uh, fell in love with magic, I wanted to combine my love of magic with my love of trivia. So one of the very first things I started doing for magic, this is before I even worked for Wizards, is I used to run trivia shows in Los Angeles, back when I lived in Los Angeles. And then, once I started working for Wizards, and uh, I started running for Wizards. I used to do them in all the Pro Tours I went to. In fact, I went to eight years of Pro Tours. Every Saturday night was, um, we started calling it Question Mark, um, which was official trivia. And the way it used to work is uh, you'd have teams of three, and then I would ask questions, uh, and I would, there basically was, was sort of Swiss rounds, where I would ask questions, and then your team would answer the questions, and then we would trade papers after I asked a whole series of questions and grade, and then the ones that, the eight that got the highest um, grades on it would come off to the, the top eight, and then we would do face-off-face, -face where I would ask questions, and you would face against another team, and then eventually one team would win, and there would be prizes, and... Uh, the prizes varied. Usually, usually they'd give me nice prizes when I used to work the Pro Tour. Um, but anyway, so I, I've done a lot of trivia over the years, a lot of the tr shows. And so today I thought I would just talk all about trivia, talk about magic trivia, cool things. Um, I'm just going to, I'm going to spout trivia from here till I get to my, to my work. Uh, some of this you might have heard. I mean, I, uh, I do this thing on my blog when it's your birthday because people used to write to me on my blog and say, it's my birthday, say happy birthday. And so I, I said, okay, how about this? Ask a trivia question, and then I'll answer your trivia question, and I'll say happy birthday. Um, and so now it's, it's a sort of tradition on my blog. On the birthday, people ask trivia questions, I answer them. Um, be aware, I get so many questions. I don't answer all the questions, I try to. Um, uh, and so if you have your birthday, I, I try to get as many as I can, but I don't see everybody. I, I get a lot of mail on my blog. So I apologize if... Uh, your birthday is a day where either extra busy on the blog or I'm extra busy so I don't spend as much time on the blog, but I do try to answer as many birthday questions as I can. Um, some of the trivia I will give today might have been on my blog just because trivia is trivia and some of my favorite trivia I, I've obviously said a bunch of times. I'm going to try today, by the way, to do a few pieces of trivia that I don't think I've ever done before. So if you love trivia, I'm hoping today I'll hit a few things you didn't know. Um, so let's start with some of my some of my favorite kind of trivia, just sort of overall magic trivia. Um, okay, so do you know the smallest set we've ever printed, meaning the set we printed with the least number of cards in it? The answer is Arabian Nights with 78 cards. Uh, what set had the most cards we've ever published in? Fifth, uh, fifth edition had 449 cards. So that is the, the, the spectrum from the smallest to the largest. Um, I believe Arabian Nights, for example, had um, two sheets. It had a common and uncommon sheet. And then 5th uh, fifth, fifth edition um, had to have at least six sheets, maybe more. 
because um, you can get up to 121 on a single sheet, but that would get you to, um, or well, some sheets we do is 110 and some we do is 121. I, I guess we do more 110 these days, which gets you to 330 if you max it out. Um, or I'm sorry, we used to do 110 back in the day and now we do 121s. Anyway, more trivia. Um, okay, so can, how many different um, booster packs have we sold? What's the different number of cards you could get in a booster pack? Okay, so the obvious question is 15, because that's what most booster packs do. So that's the easy one. Okay, early small sets used to come with eight, it's like Arabian Nights, Antiquities. Early small sets had eight, uh, up through, I think, Fallen Empires. I think that's the last, the last small set. Um, uh, alliances and Homelands, Homelands might have had eight. Alliances for sure had 15. Um, okay, so there's eight and 15, those, those are the easy ones. Okay, let's get, let's get into a little trickier stuff. What other size have we made? Well, for starters, Unglued, the very first unset, had 10, for some reason. I'm not sure why we had 10. Um, we have put out a product for uh, mass market that was five. So we've made a, a booster pack with five. Um, I, think that, I think those are the four sizes we've made. Um, okay, so what letters in the alphabet have we never started a magic expansion with? There's three letters. The three letters are Q, X, and Y. Okay, speaking of that, um, we have made magic card titles with all of the letters. What was the last card to finish that? What card, like, at what point in magic of every letter covered on a card? What was the last card to happen? First of all, what was the last letter for that to happen? What was the last letter to get a magic card starting with it? And the answer was Q. Uh, and so you have to go to Legends, because Legends, it was Quorum Trench Gnomes in Legends. It's actually a gnome that wasn't an artifact. That might be the only gnome, by the way, that wasn't an artifact. Our, most of our gnomes in Magic had been artifact creatures. Um, interestingly, X showed up in, in Antiquities with Xenic uh, Poltergeist. That was the first X. Uh, and, um, but anyway, Q was the last one for us to do. Okay, um, what was the first set name to, or what was I? What was the first expansion to have a card in the set be the same name as the set? Um, we almost had the card Mirage inside the set Mirage, but we changed it at the last minute because we didn't, I don't know, we decided we didn't want a card in the set to the same name as the set. So we changed it from Mirage. And the card stayed. I don't remember the name of the card though. It's a blue uh, enchant land, I think. Um, okay, it was... Conflux. Conflux is the first set. Now, Conflux wasn't the first set to have a name of which there was a small set card with the name. I believe the first set to do that was Visions, I believe. We had a card called Visions, but Visions, the card Visions was not in the set Visions. So the card Visions predates the set Visions, I believe. Um, what block was every card in the block specifically on purpose named after an existing magic card? And that would be Time Spiral. Um, so... Uh, Time Spiral and Planar Chaos and Future Sight were all cards on purpose. I mean, we purposely named sets after cards because it was a nostalgia block. So we did that. Okay, what was... Um, let's see, other, other, set, other set trivia for you. Um, oh, okay, so... Um, what was the first set to have a printing problem in which we had to... Um, we, we had to... Well, what was the first set to have a major printing problem? Or a printing problem? So that would be Arabian Nights. 
Uh, we did this thing where we printed, and some of the cards were too light and it was hard to see the circle. Some of the generic mana costs, it was, it was too hard to see the circle, so we reprinted it. Um, and so there is certain cards, there's multiple versions of the cards. Um, the second set we had with a major printing problem was Antiquities. We made it so you could get the same cards in, in, in a single pack. It's one of our rules that we don't duplicate cards in packs. But Arabian Nights, I'm sorry, uh, Antiquities duplicated commons in packs. So we uh, had a buyback program. The next card that had a problem with Legends. Notice the, all, all the early sets. Legends, um, there were two different sheets of uncommons and they didn't mix between boxes. So if you opened in a box, all your uncommons were from one half of the set. Um, and so all the cards, so we had a, a exchange program for that. So anyway, those were the big three printing things. Um, what's that one? I had a good one for you. Um, okay, so uh, let's see people were listening to my pre-release. What was the first set to have a pre-release? That would be Ice Age in Toronto. Um, Homeland then had one in New York. And then what was the first set to have a pre-release in more than one city? Uh, was Alliances. I think we had two. And then the first one that had multiple where we had around, you know, at least around the U.S. I don't know if it was in Europe. was a Mirage. Mirage had 50 or so. We had a handful. Okay. Um, what was the first set made uh, by people who worked within Wizards? The first expansion that wasn't made external because a lot of the early expansions were made externally. What was the first expansion that was made by people from within Wizards? Uh, for example, most of the early sets were made by either Richard Garfield or Alpha Playtesters. So the first set made by people within the building, well, that's uh, some technicality. Uh, if you want to talk about someone who worked in the building, that would be Steve Connard uh, for Legends. If you want to talk about the entire team being in the building, that would be Homelands, um, Kyle Namvar, and... Um, Scott Hungerford, who both worked in, uh, well, uh, Kyle worked in customer service and Scott worked in what we called continuity, now we would call a creative team. Um, the first set that was designed not as a freelance job, but as part of our jobs was Tempest. Uh, oh, actually, actually, well, okay, technically Weatherlight, because Weatherlight came out before Tempest. So, te well, here's trivia for you. Um, Weatherlight was the first set to come out designed internally. Uh, Tempest started before that, though. So Tempest was the earliest set started, but Weatherlight was the first set to be released. So little little extra thing there. Okay. Um, okay. So let's talk formats. Um, what was the first format ever made for Magic? So the first format ever made for Magic was uh, Type Two. So what happened was when Magic first came out. It was just play whatever cards you want. And then we said, okay, we're going to make a format now where you can't do that, where you can only play the last two years with the cards, eventually called standard. So we turned the existing format, which really was not a format as much as play any cards you have, uh, and then we made format. So I, mean, I guess you could argue that type one, which is what we now call vintage, uh, was the first format in the sense that that's what people played first. The first one that sort of got created would be standard, called type two at the time. Um... So what was the third format ever created? So we had type 1 and type 2, and we called it type 1.5. Actually, construct, I should say the third constructed format. 
um, limited as a format and limited, limited and uh, draft happened early. Okay, so what was the uh, first draft format we ever played in a large public venue? Um, so what was the first time we, in a premiere event, had a non-sealed, I guess the first thing we ever did was sealed, I guess the first premiere event to have a sealed play to a sealed event would be um, <coughs> probably the Ice Age pre-release that had a sealed event with, with Auntie. Listen to my podcast on that. Um, what was the first one? Um, what was the first uh, limited format other than sealed to have a premiere uh, thing? And that would be Rochester Draft at the second Pro Tour in Los Angeles. The one that Sean Hammer the Rainier won beating uh, Tom Gavin. Um, and that was Rochester Draft. Uh, we, we really thought Rochester Draft was going to be the big, the big one, and Booster Draft was going to be like a secondary. Obviously, we were wrong. Booster Draft took off, and Rochester, just, it just took too long uh, and made people feel dumb because there was too much open information. Okay. Oh, here's another, here's another one. Here's one I don't think I've ever told anybody, so I'm going to tell you guys right now. So there's a format called Mini Masters where you open up a single booster pack and you play out of the booster pack. Where did Mini Master get its name? Okay, so uh, it was the format was created by me and Henry Stern uh, down in the women, the uh, Costa Mesa Women's Center. This is before I worked for Wizards. So there was a format we used to play called Grand Masters. And how Grand Masters worked is you got a starter deck. So back then, Magic, uh, you, instead of buying boosters, you could also buy 60 cards in a deck that you could start with. The deck was already made, essentially. I mean. It had all five colors, and, and, but, but I mean, it was playable, although not, you usually had to thin it out because it had all five colors and all the lands, but it was literally something you could play with. Um, and so what happened was, uh, Grand Masters was, you would come, you'd get a starter deck, you would play against somebody, and then the winner would get the loser's deck. And then the winner would remake their deck, now having two decks to build their deck out of, and then play the next person. And, and you would keep getting the cards as you want. That way, the winner of the Grand Master, essentially the prize was they won all the cards from the tournament. Um, and so Henry and I made a variant we called Mini Masters, which did that same format, but just with one pack. So you'd pick one pack and you'd play somebody. Um, and you play, uh, the rule was you always played blind. You didn't look at your first pack. Uh, and then uh, you would take the two pack when you would beat the other person, you take the pack and then make a new pack. Eventually, we figured out that the funnest part of the whole thing wasn't the whole taking the deck and making more decks, although that was fun. Uh, and we sort of revamped Mini Master to just be the first part, which is playing blind out of one pack. Um, and it, it caught on, and Grand Masters kind of fell by the wayside, probably by the fact that we don't make starter decks anymore. Um, but Mini Masters is still going strong. So if you ever wonder why Mini Masters has been named Mini Masters, that is why. Um, oh, okay, let's do some fun playtest names. I'm going to name a set and see if... I'm going to name um, the set and see if you know the playtest name for the set. Um, okay, so uh, Mirage. What was, what, what was Mirage known as in design? It was known as Menagerie. Now, that was an outside group. Uh, Bill Rose, uh, Charlie Catino, Joel Mick. Um, that was a group that Richard had met through his bridge club that um, uh, when, when Magic was going off, he had a, a lot of the playtesters go design their own sets. And that group designed Menagerie, which ended up becoming Mirage and Visions. Um, how about Ice Age? Ice Age was designed by the East Coast Playtafters. So Scaff Elias, Jim Lynn, Dave Petty, um, uh, Chris Page. What was Ice Age's playtest name? 
Ice Age. It, 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 uh, that was his playtest name. How about the Dark? What was the Dark's playtest name? It was the Dark, which is a bad name, but that was the playtest name. That, that's when we, we after the Dark, we made a rule that said that all playtest names had to be not nothing we'd actually name the set, so that we wouldn't sort of get you. What happens when you use a name? You start getting used to it, and just it starts sort of growing on you, just because you've used it a lot. And so we uh, we made a rule that said you couldn't do that. Okay, so what was the first set to have one of these names? Um, or actually, here's a, here's a good question. Um, so I think the first set, um, Mirage actually had, Menagerie was the playtest name outside of, um, outside of um, Wizards. Once we brought it inside, we developed it, it had a, a code name that wasn't Menagerie. And what was the code name? It was Sosumi, which is uh, Apple Soundbite. We for a while named our sets after Apple Soundbites, and the reason is we everybody in the everybody in Wizards at the time had a Mac, and if you um, we'd have a folder that would be the set, and when you'd open the folder, it would make the sound because it was named after one of the sound files, and so um, Mirage was Sasumi, and Alliances was Quack, and um, shortly thereafter we started. Na- um, I started doing code names that I thought were more fun rather than things that had to be sound files. Um, so we quickly moved away from that. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, more trivia for you. Okay, let's talk a little bit about early magic. I, I like a lot of early magic trivia. So, um, okay. So, this, this is one of my... I, I, I told this trivia, but it's one of my favorite pieces of trivia. So there's a card in Alpha that has five vowels in it. One A... One E, one I, one O, one U, in that order. What is the card? And the answer is Scavenging Ghoul, as a wordplay person. Now, here's the other cool one. There's another card in Alpha that has the, has the vowels A, E, I, O, and U appear together, like, I mean, there's consonants in between, but... There's a string of vowels that go A E I O U in order in another name, although it has other vowels in it. Uh, what is that card? And that is Magnetic Mountain. Anyway, I, 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 uh, I love stuff like that. Um, okay, so what cards are in beta but not in alpha? The answer is Circle Protection Black, Volcanic Island and five, five different arts of basic lands. Uh, and the reason is they accidentally left off, a ra- uh, sorry, they accidentally left off Circle Production Black and COP, mistakenly off the sheets and fixed in beta. But the reason they added five lands with new art was they then could say over 300 cards. Uh, and they thought it was 290 something. And they thought it sounded sexy to say over 300 cards. Okay, uh, what was Magic's, uh, when we first announced Magic, what was the name we announced it? It wasn't Magic. What was it? Uh, now, it obviously changed before the, the thing came out, but our first announcement of the product, it was called Mana Clash. Yes, we later named a card after it. Um, what happened was there's belief that Magic couldn't be copyrighted um, because it's just too basic a word. Um, and then, uh, so they tried Mana Clash, and then Richard came back and said, well, oh, Magic is just the perfect name for it. So they decided to give a, um, that's when The Gathering got added. Um, and the reason The Gathering was added was Magic was too generic to be trademarked. Um, but Magic The Gathering wasn't. Um, and I, I mentioned this before, that um, 
the gather, Magic the Gathering originally was only supposed to be on the very first limited edition set. That Arabian Nights was going to originally be Magic Arabian Nights. And then Ice Age was Magic Ice Age. That each set was going to be uh, its own separate thing. And the idea of having a unified back didn't happen until the very last minute of Arabian Nights. Okay, so here's another great piece of trivia. Um, what, what part of Arabian Nights got done the very last night before it got shipped off? And the answer is the flavor text. So Beverly Marshall Sailing was the, um, or Beverly Sailing at the time, I think, I think she was married yet. Um, she was the editor at the time for Magic. I mean, she later became the head editor uh, before she left Wizards many years ago. Um, and what happened was nobody, Richard had, Magic had been done so well that they asked Richard to very quickly make an expansion, which was Arabian Nights. Uh, one of the reasons it's kind of small, he made it very quickly. And Beverly realized the night before the set was going to go to print that no one had bothered to make flavor text for it. So Beverly had three different books, three different versions of Arabian Nights um, that she had been using for editing or something. And she went through that and pulled an all-nighter and wrote all the flavor text for Arabian Nights in a single night. Um, so what is the first set to have any sort of story built into it? And that would be Antiquities. Um, now, you'll notice that there's a few names in Alpha. So what happened was um, Richard put some proper names in Alpha, and then when the East Coast Playtesters were sort of building a story, they used some of those names. So, like, obviously the name Urza and Mishra, you know, those names show up in Alpha. But they really, it's not till the Brothers War got created in Antiquities. Um, that was so. Okay, um... When, when Magic was first played, how, what was the original deck construction rules? How big did the deck have to be? The answer is 40 cards. 60 cards wasn't until later. Um, 60 cards. And, and how, how many copies of a card were you allowed to have? As many as you wanted. There was no deck. Uh, the original deck construction rules were 40 cards in your deck, and you get as many copies of cards as you wanted. Um, later... Uh, when they started, you know, uh, sanctioning tournaments, they changed it to being 60 cards and having four minimum. Um, they also uh, made a band list early on. Um, I'm trying to remember, I remember all the cards in the band list. The original band list, I think, had four cards on it. I'm not going to remember all four cards, though. Uh, it had Orcish Oroflame. Uh, it had Dingus Egg. It had... These are very silly cards if you know anything but early magic, by the way. Um, like, land destruction was a problem, so they put the card that did damage in a land destruction deck rather than stopping the land destruction cards. Um, but anyway, that's some fun of early magic. Um, I will, by the way, if you guys like this, do trivia on later magic. I'm just, um, I, I'm sort of running through trivia and early, early magic. There's a lot of fun, I don't know. I, I like a lot of fun early magic trivia. Um, okay, um, what color was the Arabian Night back supposed to be? that got changed the last minute. Uh, it was purple. It had a purple back. Uh, so it, it had the magic backing, but done with a purple, sort of a purple coloring. Um, if uh, We made an encyclopedia way back when. The very first encyclopedia we made, which has cards up through alliances, I want to say. Um, and that in the back has a few um, random cards in it, including the, Ara uh, the Arabian Knights back. That If you ever want to see that, we have publicly shown it. Okay, let's talk misprints a little bit. Okay, so how many misprints... Okay, how, 
How about this? In Alpha, there were a number of cards that had the wrong casting cost. Can you, how many can, can you name? How many can I name? That's a good question. Okay, so first off, Orcish Oriflame, one of the reasons it was banned was that it was supposed to cost three in a red, and instead, on the Alpha version, it cost one in a red. Orcish Artillery was supposed to cost one red red, and only cost one in a red. Um, the uh, Cycloplean Tomb was missing its mana cost. That Cycloplean Tomb... Uh, cost four, I think. But it just didn't have it. It just literally was missing its mana cost. Um, I think that is all the cost. Now, there's some other mechanical differences. Um, Elvish Archers was supposed to be a 2-1 first strike and was printed as a 1-2 first strike. Um, uh, what else? Island Sanctuary um, prevents all damage from creatures that don't have Island Walker flying but that included your creature. So if you have an alpha version of Island Sanctuary, you can use your alpha version of uh, orchestra, or any orchestra artillery, which does two damage to a, uh, a creature and three to you. But since it doesn't have flying or, for, uh, flying or uh, island walk, um, it, damage from it gets prevented by the alpha island sanctuary. Um, are there any other? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Red Elemental Blast was listed not as an interrupt, but as an instant. Uh, ironically, so, oh, so that's a great trivia question. I, I mean, I give, give it away. Is what card in Alpha uh, was misprinted but was later eroded to its Alpha printing? That would be Red Elemental Blast because uh, it was supposed to be an interrupt, which is something we had early in the game that were the cards that you could sort of interrupt things with. I mean, early in Magic, the timing worked a bit differently. Um, and we got rid of interrupts in 6th edition. Uh, and Red Elemental Blast needed to be interrupt because it countered spells, which needed to be interrupt. So it had to be uh, uh, eroded to be an interrupt. But then, when 6th edition happened, all interrupts became instants. So it got eroded back to an instant, which is what it was printed with. So its original printed version is the version it got eroded to. Um, Alpha also had a whole bunch of... Um, um, <coughs> had a whole bunch of cards... So we use letter codes uh, to do um, expansion, uh, to use um, mana symbols. So if you ever look at all my articles and stuff, white is W, blue is U, black is B, red is R, green is G. Um, and on alpha, the way it works is you have to code them. You have to sort of put uh, bubbles on either side of them to tell the computer that what I'm, uh, you know, bubble G, bubble means green mana symbol. So on some of the places, they forgot to put the bubbles. So on the alpha version of the cards, sometimes letters show up instead of mana symbols. Um, I, it didn't happen in any mana costs, but it happened in upkeep costs, and I think maybe some active... I think it mostly happened in upkeep costs is where it happened. That's where they... Um, I think when it was an um, activation cost or a mana cost, those they were vigilant about. But when they were, it was floating in the middle, I, I'm not quite sure what caused the problem, actually. M maybe when you float in the middle, you have to template it differently. Um, but like the upkeep for um, Force of Nature, for example, is supposed to cost green, 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 green. Instead, it costs G, 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 G. Um, what other... Uh... Oh, here's another great one, which is... Um, so when Unlimited came out, one card had a new piece of art. Which card and why? Um, and so it was Plateau, which is one of the dual lands. And the reason was that they lost, when they went to print it, 
the original file got corrupted and they didn't have the art. They didn't have the original art. And so the last minute they had to substitute a piece of art that they had for um, uh, Ice Age. I think Ice Age. Ice Age had dual lands. And they, they grabbed a piece of Ice Age land and put it in there. I believe is what, what happened. Um, okay, so here's another great question. Um, there's a card in Alpha that the art on the card was originally um, commissioned for Tropical Island. But something about the art made Richard feel like it, it they ended up getting a new piece of art for Tropical Island and they made a brand new card top down from that art. What art? Birds of Paradise. Um, Birds of Paradise actually, um, that, that was a Tropical Island art and Richard felt the bird was just too prominent. So he ended up making a card for the bird. So uh, that was one of the last minute additions. Also, there was a card whose art didn't come in that Jesper Mirforce was the artist and at the last minute, he had to scramble something together because the art didn't come in. What card was that? That was um, Howling Mine, which is like eyes in a cave. Oh, not Howling Mine, sorry. Not Howling Mine, that's Howling Mine. Um, was the black spell that you can play your opponent's cards. Word of command. He took the eyes, I think, from, um, from Howling Mine and, and cropped into it and made it its own art, I believe is what happened. But anyway, that, that, that's why the art is like eyes in the middle of the dark, because the art didn't come in. Okay, what, what alpha piece of art um, got oriented sideways from what the artist intended the art to be? That the artist had intended it to be a certain direction, and they didn't understand that and turned it sideways. And so the card art, as you know it, is actually sideways from the original intent of the artist. What, uh, what card is that? Terror, original terror. Uh, the guy's kind of on his back. He wasn't supposed to be on his back. Um, he was supposed to be on the side. Um, but anyway, that, that didn't get caught till later. Um, anyway, I'm not coming up to work. So I'm, I'm not sure what you guys thought of a, of a trivia. It's just sort of me spotting off trivia. Um, if you guys like this, this is something I can do more of. I, I did early magic trivia today. Um, I can do later trivia and stuff. Um, but anyway, just a little... I do a lot of very structured podcasts. And every once in a while, I like doing something just a little more off the top of my head. Um... I mean, I do a lot of them off the top of my head, but I mean, where I, I don't, I haven't mapped out the subject matter per se. And so I just, I know a lot of trivia, so it's fun just sort of spouting off trivia. So anyway, if you guys enjoyed this, let me know. I could do more trivia podcasts. If not, maybe, maybe this is a one of a kind, but we shall see. But anyway, I just showed up at work. So that, you know, we all know what that means. It's the end of my drive to work. Instead of talking magic, it's time for me to be making magic. I'll see you soon.